Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, welcome to In The Pink, sponsored by Bose. Stay home, stay healthy, stay connected. Right, so let's cast our mind back to the early 90s then. So you've joined the SAS. You are mountain troop specialist. Tell us yeah. what that involves. So basically, the way it works is, you know, you, you go into the Special Air Service Regiment and there's a number of skills, you know, diving out of planes, being under the water, being on top of the water, being over the desert, being on the mountains. And I I went to the mountain troop. I went to, I've become a specialist in mountaineering and operating in mountainous warfare. So you do everything in the art, you know, Arctic warfare, you do skiing, you do mountain climbing in France, all over Europe, all over the world. And you develop those skills to the best you can. Not to say you're going to be some sort of spider that can climb up windows. It's it's a different type of climbing. You know, you, you need to be able to climb. You need to be able to use ropes. But you climb with massive amount of equipment and kit. And you could be dragging a quad bike or a vehicle up a mountain, believe it or not. It's that sort of skill set. Anyway, so I went to Mountain Troop and I went to B Squadron, which are famous for the Iranian embassy. And they're a fantastic... Uh, squadron of course and yeah and and like everybody else again you get there you start at the bottom of the pile to a degree you do but it's a different it was a different world these this is a very mature uh, and wrong to say say or don't take that the wrong way but it's a, it's different you with smaller numbers we're a little bit more grown up there is fun there, but not as much fun as there is in like the Parachute Regiment and other regiments and stuff like that. But it's, it's more serious. You're operating at a, a you know, a very an higher level in terms of intelligence, and um, all our work is strategic. It's government changing, it's world changing. So you have to be quite serious. But you're accepted as an adult immediately, as a newest guy. These guys have been there way before me. They've been in many wars and conflicts, and worked in natural disaster zones, and got such knowledge and experience but they're still expecting me to throw something into the pot, which was great. You know, you might be the newest kid on the block, but you know, oh, well, so we're gonna, we've got to attack this chemical. Oh, I used to work in, you know, a chemical plant, but whatever it might be, you've all got something to add. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's how the world was. So this new world opened up to me and you just went from learning all these skills to being on operations around the globe that I never even knew existed places. But doing amazing things, absolutely amazing things. And not all in conflict. Some of it was in conservation type stuff where there'd been natural disasters. And but we just had a, an interest there because it was a former British colony or we've got British people there or whatever it might be. 
so it, it was just this unbelievable world and you know i was learning a new language bearing in mind i had no education when i left school now i'm learning a, a, a you know a, a language again which i never even knew existed i'm learning all these skills you know and it was just it was amazing what do you think drew a kid from warsaw to the mountains why do you choose that <laughs> um i don't know because I, I think i think it's hard it's tough. I, we call it, you know, if any sort of regiment guys are listening, everybody says, my troop's hard, you know, hair troop, which is in the sky, and under boat troop under the water and on the water, and whatever. And I was called mountain troop, man's troop. This is man's troop. Only men go to mountain troop. <laughs> and it's tough. It's tough. I love the challenge. And it was something I hadn't done a great deal of, if I'm honest. And it was a new, I thought, I want to learn about that. I, I want to go and challenge myself again. Challenge myself within a challenge, you know, challenge myself to get into the regiment, and then to that's where I want to go. But where did and that fire come from? Where did that motivation come from? Because, you know, as you say, you're a son of two factory workers. What, what pulled you out of that? I think living a kind of, uh, you know, kind of a, a poor life and realizing if I want anything, I've got to work hard for it. Mm. And that, that's kind of gave me that drive. I, no one's going to come and give me hand downs and do this. You've got to, if I want it, I need, I, I've got to go and get it. And I've always had that drive inside me to, to go. And again, the mantra was a little further, people telling me, no, you've got to get, you, you've got to be uncomfortable. It's going to be hard. And if it's hard and you've earned it, you feel better about it. It's true. You know, so I've always had that drive to go. And, and the other thing is now, I look at, as an older person, I, I see everything as a passage in time. So right now I'm still running. You know, I can outrun most 20-year-olds probably. I mean, I'm still doing this and doing that. And it hurts. But in my head, I'm saying to myself, there'll come a time soon or not too far away where I won't be able to do this. So I'll keep doing it while I can. Yeah, so it's, it's that, you know, just thinking, life is that cliche, it's short, it really is. And you've just got to make it work and enjoy it. We can all sit and have a pity party and no one's going to change it on you. So just let it go. Go. Get up and go. You know, the, the worst thing I ever get is frustration for injury when I can't train and I can't do something. That really drives me insane. But you've just got to get through it. You've just got to do what you need to do and then just keep, keep molting, have it in there that you can do it and go for it. And again, I can't do everything. I pretend I can and I'll go for it. But it's so it, it keeps me at least moving forward. So do you apply that same approach to fear? Because I think what puts people off a lot of things in life is, is fear or fear of the unknown fear of you know lack of confidence in themselves and so they shy away from things I think we're all guilty of that to an extent but how would you advise people in tackling fear and it could be on any level it can be a daily level going to work it could be dealing with the environment that we find yeah. ourselves in at the moment coronavirus it's just you know there's been a lot of peddling of fear in the in the press which I think is um, been pretty destructive actually and I've seen people react in really different ways and I feel like oh, yeah. I've learned about friends and family I've seen them react in different ways I've, I, I feel like I've learned a lot about people so do you have advice for anyone out there listening about how to deal with fear whatever level yeah. whatever form it comes in yeah it comes in all sorts of forms and depending you know it, it, fear is it's, it's a mixture of adrenaline generally and excitement and it's about having the right balance and not being and doing it in your head, whatever you're doing, have some, you know, risk mitigation. 
think about what are you going to do and is it going to really kill someone, kill you or arm somebody? Then if it is, think twice, then before you step into it and do it. And whether that's stepping out to an old person's home when you shouldn't be there or whatever it is as you're talking about coronavirus. And then the other thing with fear is failure, fear is failure. People are afraid to fail. People are afraid to get knocked back. And, and that's why they won't step forward and go for it. So my advice is don't be afraid to get it wrong. Forget the word failure. Don't be afraid to get it wrong, but be ready to learn from it. Mm. Okay. And whatever, even if you get it wrong, there'll be elements in that thing you've got wrong that are positive and keep those bits of positive of whatever that may be and take it forward to the next thing and go again. Don't be afraid to try again. You know, so any type of fear or stepping out of the unknown, risk mitigation. Do your own, work it out. Am I going to arm somebody? Am I going to do something detrimental to somebody else or the environment or to collateral damage I shouldn't be doing? Then don't do it. Mm. All right? If it's not, the only thing it's going to arm is my reputation or my how I feel. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. Step so, forward and go for it. Does it therefore get easier to be braver? Like... I suppose a threatening situation can feel raw in any sense of it, but you talk about mitigating risk and perhaps your experience of those situations make, makes you seemingly braver to people looking at you. Is, does that just come with experience? Does that just come, does that come with a mindset? I think everybody's got that element of um, dealing with fear. Everyone's got that bravery inside them. It's, it's choosing when to use it. You know, it's like, a wild example, I guess. If you're stood there and you see somebody like attacking somebody, and rather than stand there and watch it or stand there with a freaking camera video on it, which a lot of people do, you know it's wrong. It's about doing what's right. Step in. You may you may get a slap. You may get bruised. You know, but don't be afraid to 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 step in and do something about it. Don't just stand there, walk away, and think oh, I should have done something. Do it. Just mm. do it. Just get in there and do it. You know, and again, risk mitigation. Because when he's wielding a, a sword or an ivory, and then maybe step back and think of another way. Of, but don't just disregard it and pretend it's not happening. And that's a that's a problem I, I kind of see a lot of is people would rather stand back and watch something that's wrong mm. and video it or or not help. You've got to be able to help. You've got to be able to do stuff and don't be afraid to do that. You know, but that risk mitigation has got to be quick. It's a, it's a quick decision. So what underpinned your decision to leave the SAS? What, how did it all come, kind of come to a conclusion for you? I think age, um, to be honest. Um, although I could have I'd still be there and do a great job with the SAS, we all like to do the, the, the fallen active stuff, jumping through windows, blowing in walls, da -da -da, jumping out alleys, jumping out. You know, there comes a time when you can't do that as well and as much as you'd like. So you, you end up doing a job that still good, but it's not really what I want to be doing. And I, I, for me, I felt, you know, I've done 20, I say 27 years. I actually did a lot longer than that, you know, probably 30 odd, 30 something years because I, I stayed within the reserve part of the SAS. And there comes a time where you just feel it's time to try something new now. Mm. It's time to let the younger generation come through and take their part and do their bit. And that's what we do. And it's hard. It's hard to step out because it's probably the mo most amazing job in the world, you know. And it's it's difficult to let go. And you're always thinking, oh, I wish you hear stories that they've just done this job, they've done that, and you think, ah. But 
then yeah, I do. I, I, I take a breath and I go, you know what? I was fortunate. I was lucky, very lucky to still be able to walk away from stuff. And I've just got to embrace those memories because had I been there on that next job, I might not be so lucky. I might not, I might be that person that don't walk away. So, so the transition was hard, but, but you know, you've just got to make it happen. I did make it happen. I was fortunate because I was offered a good job to leave to and it was new, it was different. So I thought, yeah, time to go. It's time to go. And was anything, did anything come close to giving you that kind of fix, that hit that you got from being in the SAS? Has anything come close to that? Come close, yes, but nothing. You'll never get the buzz or the hit that you get within the regiment because it's, it's so real and it's so full on and, and the rewards are amazing that you never get to share with people because we're fun. But you know yourself in your heart. Yeah, I mean, the stuff I've done since, you know, the conservation stuff, the, the charity stuff, bouncing to places like, which I'm very heavily involved, into Haiti. And you get a buzz out of seeing how desperate people are how strong they are in their mind and the will to survive and fight and being able to offer something it feels good you know to be able to you know my knowledge or experience and, and see some change and, and do some good and that is a beauty that's the, the best thing i ever took away from the military is that knowledge and experience and being able to now give something back to people Thanks so much for listening to In The Pink. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast you've listened to so far. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Check out our Instagram page at in underscore the underscore pink. And you get all the details there about how you can win some of those Bose noise cancelling headphones. And join the community. We're all talking about the various guests that we've had on the podcast and who we'd like to see and hear in the next few weeks. So thank you for joining us. Stay with us. Stay healthy. Stay home. Stay connected with Bose. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.